Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. to the Inspired Evolution and it is such a treat to be here today. We have the vibes from Colleen Gallagher. Colleen, how are you? I'm so amazing. How are you? Incredible, incredible. Um, as I mentioned, I actually got sick for the first time in a little while, so I'm still coming through that. But um, yeah, that was an interesting process, but I'm otherwise really, really well. Um, for those tuning in to Col- uh, Colleen for the first time, She's the CEO of Colleen Gallagher International. She's a cancer survivor. We're going to talk about that. She's a businesswoman, a coach, a consultant, a speaker, an author, a world traveler. She's a millennial and the big reason why we're here today because she's a specialist in evolutionary transformation. Her vision is to transform leaders and shift culture by passionately empowering individuals, companies and leaders to improve connectivity yes, it's like my highest value, and leaders to improve connectivity and move into lifestyle careers, right? So Colleen believes that individuals deserve to live a life with complete freedom on their own terms so that she has devoted her life now to creating tools that empower individuals to step into the evolutionary leader that basically exists with each and every one of us. Does that sound about right? Super expansive and evolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired evolution. So tell us all about like, okay, so um, I, I like, I try to start on like a little lighthearted sort of note normally, but um, I'm, I'm very curious with your story. Um, so did you, um, were you ill and then you bridged out of work? Is that kind of, is that like you, what happened? Yeah. So we'll start from like the beginning, kind of like the beginning of time. <laughs> the best, the best kind of way to Once go. upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'm from Detroit, Michigan, which is in the States. And I always grew up traveling. So currently at age 24, I've been to around 35 countries and 28 of the 50 States. So this will tie into everything, but traveling has always been my, my zone of Zen or my zone of savior, really. 
And I didn't know that maybe from a young age, but throughout the story, it's interwoven. So I had a very normal upbringing, great parents, great education. And all of a sudden I'm at basketball and going up for a layup, I came down, collapsed, couldn't breathe, taken to the ER, told me that I had thyroid cancer. And from that, and that's um, for your throat, it's with your hormones, it like affects yeah. how you act and, and a lot of things. And so they told me that, you know, that it would be hard to have children and that I'd be on medication for the rest of my life at age 14. So I'm like, what the heck is cancer? What's going on? I have zero idea what any of this means. Yeah, right. I got a surgery and I got made fun of all the time. I still have the scar on my neck today, like 10 years later. Um, but people would call me ugly. Um, I was dating an African-American at the time. And people would say, like, oh, did he choke me out? Or they would say really mean things about racism. And I ended up having to get a second surgery because it spread and there was a lymph node in my um, jugular. So this happened in a short amount of time. And I was at the hospital at one point in my life. And there was a moment in time when there was another little girl and I sitting in the playroom and her dad screamed at her mom saying the only reason we're in this position to not pay for her treatment is because you're a stay at home mom. Now what imprinted in me in that time was two things that I didn't, I wasn't aware of, but one that you needed money to have love and two that you needed money to not die. Mm. So what I did is I became very money hungry and very corporate hungry because in the U S we didn't have pre-existing conditions with our healthcare at the time. I went to a big 10 university, Michigan state, amazing, got a marketing degree. Always had internships since the age of 17 where I was making a few thousand dollars every summer, which was a lot of money at that time. <laughs> and um, what ended up happening is I got a few job offers, but my truth was I always wanted to leave Michigan. Right. So I got a job and it was with an engineering company. I became a sales engineer. I was like, this woman that's going to be like in this male dominated field, let's go. Like, <laughs> let's do this, you know? Yeah. And um, so I worked for a $23 billion company and I lived in Arizona, then Texas and Maryland. Mm. And I was sitting there at a moment. I was in an emotionally abusive situation. I was using drugs on and off on the weekends um, yeah. for recreation. Mm. And I sat there as I left a meeting with a multi-million dollar um, customer I was serving. And I said to myself, it was talking about five-year product lines, like this cannot be my life. I was like doing drugs, emotionally abuse situation, this, and I was like, this can't be it. I always had a dream to live internationally, back to travel. Mm. So I was like, can I live, can I go international with this company? And they said, you have to wait five years. So I was 28. Yeah. So what I did is I was sitting on my blue couch, I remember like came home bawling, like was so upset, like what am I going to do? Like this is going to end up killing me, like I have no idea. And in the U.S., because of our culture, it doesn't make it seem like it's very easy to get visas. So mm. I never really thought yeah. to, look, to Google it. And so I started Googling and I've been to Europe a lot already and I, and I Googled visas and I saw Australia and New Zealand was $20 for a one-year visa. So I go, yeah. screw it. I'm applying and I'm going for it. <laughs> so I applied for my visa got my visa and took three months to plan and save money, left my job and threw up 28 trash bags of clothes, moved across the world to New Zealand with my five suitcases. Hey world, I'm here in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I wanted to do something big, but I wasn't sure what. So hmm. I went back to corporate. I manifested a job with a $400 million company in four weeks, nice. covering Australia and New Zealand, all over Australia, New Zealand, again, back to engineer electricity, great, whatever. Well, it was three months in and I'm like, Hold, hang on a minute. If I just manifested this and I just manifested everything else, like in a very short time, 
Mm. There can have, there has to be something more. Like I know there has to be something more. Mm. And um, I start Googling entrepreneur retreats. So I see that there's one in Fiji and it was an all New Zealand entrepreneur retreat. And I remember I messaged people I'm like, I'm American. Am I allowed to go? Like, is that okay? And they didn't respond, but I still booked it and went. <laughs> and I, I show up in Fiji with like all these people. And I'm like, I'm in corporate. I'm just trying to spread some love in the world and figure out how to make this work. <laughs> And um, I was like, God, I feel so silly for being here. Like all the negative thoughts, all the stories. And I go, you know what? I'm just going to go over and take a picture of this sunset right now. What happened when I did that, and I still have the picture, there's a heart that's around the sun. That's how the camera imprints fit. And I go, this is it. Like, I've got to do this now. (laughs) So um, I go back. I leave my corporate job and put my four weeks in. For for went my $20,000 commission check because I couldn't wait. Left with five thousand dollars in my bank account. So I'm going to build a business from the ground up while I'm traveling the world. Mm. That was in January of 2018. My first book came out in February of this of of 2018. My first program. I've made it around the world twice. Um, I have a few employees, and I'm starting to get my master's in global technology and development. Awesome. to say to follow your dreams, to live into that space is, is what I truly believe. And, you know, I was just having a conversation with someone. They said, what's your motivation? And, mm. you know, the one thing that I wanted to say when I really wrote this and when I really felt into this is find that thing where you're more committed to it than, the, than you are committed to the fear or the illusion of fear that exists. Like Mike, I said, mine was travel. That was my savior. I was never letting something get in the way of that. It didn't matter what it was. That was going to be my savior. And I never let the illusion of fear stop me from that. Right. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Wow. What a journey. <laughs> um, there's a couple of things in there that I really wanted to, um, to tap into. I think traveling is really deep, but you also mentioned this really deep thing about imprinting. And I think we should dive deep straight into that. Um, so when you talk about um, you know, the imprint that you took on was, you know, you need money to be loved and you also need money not to die. Um, those are pretty deep imprints. Um, so like, tell me, like, obviously, you know, these, like there are so many moments in our life, you know, that, that sort of like, um, snapshot in and then they sort of become like they formulate our personality to a certain degree in some shape, way, form or other. Some may argue that all your moments lead up to where you are now, you know, um, and then some argue that it's all quantum and there is no time. So I don't know. <laughs> but at the same time, this whole idea about imprinting, um, how, when did you first realize that this was something that had happened to you and was it a conscious shift to sort of move beyond it? Yeah. So actually when I moved to New Zealand, I made a commitment to myself. I said that I wasn't going to just party. I wasn't just going to hang out with people for the sake of hanging out with people. I moved all the way where I didn't know a single soul and I'm not doing that. And I started doing yoga and meditation four hours a day, which is a bit extreme. I don't recommend like just go (laughs) do that. But, um, but that was the commitment I made to myself. And that was like, I really was like desiring to change that. And you know, there's two moments in my life that I'll share. Um, I never had really the best dating history with guys and, and I never would date. I made a rule, like there's no dating. I'm traveling the world. I'm being a corporate CEO. Like I cannot date. That is not allowed. And so <laughs> there's, two, there's a guy in college and it was like on and off for two years, really messy, whatever, how that goes. And it ended basically his mom passed away and I was there for him and everything. And about a couple weeks later, he called me and said, Colleen, I have to tell you something. I said, what? 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Then, you know, I've used you mentally, physically, and emotionally for the past two years. I've never cared about you. It just felt good to be there for a girl who had cancer. And in that moment, I realized something. I didn't realize it at the time, but... I wasn't making money. So I imprinted in my mind, since I wasn't making money, I made the excuse that's why it didn't work. And right after that, about four weeks later, I got into an emotionally abusive situation, but I was making money. So I allowed it to work and kept working. And there was a moment we were in New Orleans and his friend ended up sexually grabbing me by the hair and saying like, I would hook up with you better. Like you're the ugliest girl this guy's dated, all of these things. And when I told the person I was dating, they said to me, it's all your fault. You're just being dramatic. This is like your drama. Don't drag me into it. Like all of the things. And I stayed in that. And that's what led to a lot of the corporate and being addicted to money. And since I was making money, I thought it would work. And as soon as I got to New Zealand and made this commitment to myself, I, and I lived with two guys in New Zealand that were extraordinary human beings. And I sat there and that was the moment in time. I was in a meditation I'll never forget. And I came out of it realizing, holy hell, what are the stories that I've created for my life to like let this be acceptable for my standard of living? And like, what are these excuses and what is this place? And even though I had all of these things that were externally so successful, like it was like, it's like you get addicted to the success. You just go to the next one and the next one and the next one, but you would allow these standard relationships to be around you that, that wasn't truth. And, and whatever that commitment is to yourself, like everyone's going to be different. Like every commitment or development of what that commitment is, but just make that commitment to yourself, like that truth to yourself, because we are worthy of it and we are deserving of it. And the commitment isn't hard. Like I don't, I remember being yoga and meditation. Like it was never hard. Like that was like my super clear calling of like, this gets to happen. It wasn't in a way that's like, Oh, like it was just clear. Like could be dancing for you. It could be music. It could be anything, you know, it's just whatever that commitment is, go to that. Cause that's, that's what will give you back the, the heart of your life. Awesome. Thank you so much. So the question is now, like when, when did you like, who was, was it, do you clearly remember the first person that made that massive impact on you when you realized, cause there's this, like, I, I, I cannot, I keep saying this and people have started quoting me in my friendship circles, even though it's not mine. I think it's a Jim Rohn thing. You're the average of the five people you spend your time with. Right. Um, and it's, it's incredible. It's incredible how that, like, like just watching again and again, um, just how true that really becomes, you know. Um, was there some, like, when, when, did, when was that, that first sank in for you? It's like, yes, you're, you're aware. Um, was it just in that meditation that you mentioned that it was like, you know, this is like, it's, it's got a lot to do with the company that I'm keeping as well? I don't even know if I ever went there because I was so, when I moved to New Zealand, I thought I had to do it alone. And I kept yeah, so you're in your own space. 
And yeah, and and, I, and there were there were friends, but there wasn't like that letting in of of that soul that I would that I that I have around me now. I wouldn't say actually it was until probably April of, of 2018 when I was really starting to realize that. I remember I was first starting my business. I was barely making like two thousand five hundred dollars a month, and I made an investment for thirty thousand dollars to work with a mentor. <laughs> I was like, how the hell is this gonna work out for me? But I was like, you know what? It's just like being called. It's really clear. It's this gets to happen. You know what? Like I get to show up with this epic human and. That was the first time I realized the value that I'm worth and also the, the, the value of environment and the value of investing in your environment because mm. that shifts everything around you at the most expansive and rapid rate. That's incredible. And so now what's your environment look like? Because you're traveling a lot, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm in Phoenix right now. I actually just had an event last weekend called Thrive. And it's funny, I just had some people ask me, so like right now my life consists of being around like researchers who are going into like refugee camps. That's a big project that I'm, I'm working on is how to shift refugee camps to resources instead of problems. And I was at this event and you had people that were just starting all the way up to a multi-billionaire. And the guy who was a multi-billionaire was at saying, you know, I am going to remove the pharmacies of being a parasite. <laughs> and I'm proving with science that illness is a choice and this is like he's going on about this and there was like other people holding this event and there was two other healers I was like staying with and a 19 year old who's like doing makeup artist and putting that into health and fitness like the people that I'm around now it's like every conversation is expansive every conversation is like I'm not here just to live I'm here to do epic shit like I'm changing the vibration of the planet like that is like the conversation and like I feel like if that conversation isn't even aligned, like I don't even, we're not even together because my light is so bright. Like it just doesn't even match. Mm. So do you find that consistently now you just keep drawing people into your, into your field that are different? Just, you just keep having the conversations that, you know, align with you. Yeah. Like, and I, I wish, like, I remember when I was in that place of like, but how do you do it? Like, how do you get there? I don't know. And I remember being so in my mind, like, how does it happen? And all the things. And I remember like one moment that I did was like a meetup. There's an app called meetup that really helps like entrepreneurs. And I know more conscious people have gotten on there for me to just starting or things, but honestly for the $20 event that's in your city or the 20, like there's gotta be an event for $20. It's like, no matter what, like that's about social, whatever, or, or a topic you care about. Like you have some passion, even if it's traveling, rugs, real estate, whatever it is, like, there's something there, like spend the small investment to get around the people with your passion. And so that dives deep into what you mentioned before about connectivity, right? So yes. to let's, let's go there because connectivity from like connection to me is, is literally my highest value to the point where I actually like, and I'm so like, um, sometimes, uh, what's the right word? I was going to say disillusioned, but it's the opposite. Maybe I live in my own little bubble a little bit. I actually feel like connection is, should be everybody's highest value just because it's mine. Um, but I think on some fundamental level, like, um, you know, the, the separation actually causes fear and there's a fear of separation that's impregnated in a lot of us. And so when I think about like connection being one of my highest values, I wonder if it is actually a value or if it's just something that's like, you know, even more primary than values, you know? Um, so, and connection's a big, big part of what you're, what you're describing now, but also like a big part of like, you know, what you do. Yeah. And so one thing I always teach and one thing I always guide people in is, you know, evolving your mindset and heart to connect with your greatest truth and connect with your greatest self and evolving that before the success comes. Because if you create the success and you haven't evolved that connectivity to come from within and your connectivity of what matters to you in the world, 
everything else, you're going to get addicted to the success pattern and and you can keep doing it, which is fine, which is great. But that addiction isn't going to be that true depth of connection that really the world is wanting you to make an impact with. Like there's people waiting for you to make an impact. Like it's so mind blowing. Like, like people want to connect with you. People want to fall in love with you. Like literally whatever you have in your journey and your path, but it's you choosing to connect with that inner self at the greatest passion and depth to evolve that mindset and your heart just to restore to what's already there. Like it's already there and just remove the false bullshit and like go back to that. And, and that's when every transformation you desire occurs. When we're talking about the false bullshit, can you describe to us what a success pattern might look like? Yeah, like, so an addiction to success pattern, or you mean just, yeah, so I actually was just, you know, I can just talk about a reading I was doing, and this is like scientifically proven, but they're talking about economies, right, between developed nations and third world and developing. And there was a time in history when, and they still try to do it, but people try to westernize cultures or try to put it towards the developed, like one pathway, creating an addiction that that's the right way. That's the only way, you know, And and this is like science, but now it's coming out, like, at very highly research levels and even different ways that this is not true. Like everyone gets to have their own path. Everyone gets to have their own idea of success and whatever one even country did, this is a country, but not even a human level, whatever that did is not even going to provide for another. So whatever you as a human, whatever success you desire, make it your success, connect to your dream of success, not whoever it is you aspire to be, pick different people and look at this is what, Uh, artistic piece I'm creating of my life. And this is the success that it is because there's not one pattern that that is success. The success is connecting to your heart and creating routines and creating habits around that connectivity with your heart. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. For me, a big thing has been, um, you know, and I guess the messaging that's coming through is like, instead of externalizing your truth, it's more about internalizing your truth, you know, connecting in deep woods and just going, what is it that I'm actually really passionate about, you know? Um, and people often go like, but how do you even begin to discover that? And it's, it's really like straightforward, you know, like in your space, there's already those things that bring you alive because you've been doing them. You can't avoid them. You know, like when you look around, you'll find books in my house, you find musical instruments you find you know like uh, there's still a suitcase in my bedroom because i'm gonna be going at some point somewhere you know um and so these things like really like always speak to you so how do you can like uh, how do you describe people to connect to their truth and like how do they find like what is inside is it through meditation through just doing what they love like yeah, again, I think like a, a really good thing is like looking at your first year environment. So like your environment is everything, right? Like wherever you are, like that's going to create a lot of things. So like a good example I was just saying is like, what are your YouTube searches? Like what do you search on YouTube? Like what do you search on Instagram? Like who are the people that you follow? Like what if you watch TV? Like what TV? Like what colors do you wear consistently? Like looking at these things that are consistent in your life, you know, like do you snooze your alarm? Like are you someone who likes to like have a few things before the massive boom. Are you like, boom, I'm here. Like, what is, you know, like yeah. look at these consistent things in your life that you do. And for every person, like finding out, like I said, it's going to be different. Like for me, meditation and travel, but that was like my truth. That was like always that because that was like allowing me to discover more than just what occurred in a small room, you know? And, and some people are like, oh no, I don't like traveling, which is fine. Like maybe you're supposed to just be the, the human that's at the local coffee shop at every morning, 8 a.m. saying, hi everyone, how are you? What are you doing this week? Like, maybe that is your truth. And that's like your fulfillment. That's amazing. Like, oh my God, I wish I, like, you know, if I had a coffee person every morning that was like, how are you doing? What's going for your week? Hell yes. Hell yes. I'd be in that coffee shop every day, you know? And like the, the thing that even like came through in a bigger way is 
where do you give generously always? Where are you giving generously always? That's, it doesn't feel like work. Like you're just giving to give for the sake. Like this podcast could be an example. Like you're giving just to give as an open channel of light. And that's your passion. Like it's not a, a oh, this is struggle. Like, you know, whatever that giving is, that every human has that. And just acknowledge, can give compassion to yourself for that. Like you're a badass human who has something to give. And just give and give and give that. Yeah, it's back to that old uh, fill up your own cup first, you know. And it's like when you just like when you get some like something that gives you so much, you know. And it's I, I totally agree with that. Um, it's something that uh, yeah, like I like I I look back and it's like how did I end up becoming you know a meditation teacher, like trainer, um, you know, working with companies now teaching meditations when those are the companies that you know like. So I used to like try and fit people into spreadsheets and now I'm like going into companies and going, Hey, you're a person. Don't let them fit you into a spreadsheet, you know, like connect to your breath, find yourself, you know? And it's like really interesting just to see like, Oh wait, how did that like, like unfold? And it was just like, ah, it's just, you know, like the things that bring you the most like wholeness invariably are like what you're going to like in, invariably share, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a really deep, interesting process. How that all, <laughs> how that all pans out. One thing that you said I wanted to touch on because it just came through and and this is, I'm going to put it at an economy level just to show you like this is proven, not even just a human level, like a sustainable economy. They say the most sustainable economies are those that are letting people function to a very specialized form. And when you have an economy that's made up of people that are in super specialized places, that creates an evolving sustainable economy for a region. And you put that down to yourself, like you're a specialist already. Like you're a badass human and conscious and all the things that you want to be and just specialize in that and bring that to the world because that creates evolution. That creates sustainability. That creates truth. And it's just you committing to that. Amazing. So Colleen, you keep referencing um, like economies, like, but also referring that to, to the human individual levels. And so I'm really fascinated by that just also because the engineer in me, I guess. Um, but like as within, so without the macro and the micro and the reflections that they share for each other, you know, because a lot of people look at countries and perhaps dissociate from like what they're doing. Like on a big level, I kind of, I'm, everybody has an opinion about Donald Trump. I try not to share too much about it. But at the same time, like, you know, for me, it's it's a really nice thing that he's the president of the United States and people are like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, it gives you an idea of how much business is in government now because he is just, a, he's just business you know and it, like now like the veil is just blown to smithereens you know so like it's like the economy the economics of a nation can demonstrate the values of, of the people and where everything is going so it's just a, it's just a point for you to go have a look back in within yourself so like i love this like ontology of like you know this this whole process can we discuss more about that where does that come from for you like how what does it mean to you yeah. So like I said, I started my master's in global technology and development, and I'll be going for my PhD in international relations as well. But I also do a lot with coaching and consulting with people and humans. And what that is, in, you know, an economy, a country, a region, this whole world is made up of humans, is made up of us. And people say like, oh, but Colleen, I'm just one person, 8 billion people. Okay. But if 8 billion people just say, I'm this human, here's what I am to do in my specialized force, that tone is what shifts the culture. That's what shifts culture and that's what creates transformation. And like I said, even moving regardless of the situation, but let's not look at problems. Let's look at opportunities like entrepreneurs, business people, billion dollar companies. We do not see obstacles. We see opportunities. And an example of this is you have a lot of the country. I think like 75% of the world is in, po- it is in poverty. 
let's not treat it as a problem. Let's treat it as an opportunity. How do we use them as a resource? How do we use that as a resource with developed nations to use my specialized expertise to help lift the vibration of the planet? Because even if I'm at that coffee shop, or even if I'm that, that guy or woman who, you know, can do something with orphanages or music or whatever it is of sound healing, I can do something. I can do one thing that's going to lift that vibration, even if it's in my own neighborhood. I can be the one person that made that one grumpy human or that one person that's in their mind happier. And shifting that to see that you are a resource. You, you are a resource. Like you are your own economy. You can create your own money, your own whatever, your own ecosystem of everything you desire. You just get to choose that. And you get to wake up one day like, like I did and just say, you know what? Even though I'm going to go through three months of anxiety, even though every day sitting there with anxiety attacks, I'm moving to New Zealand. Like I was, I was more committed to that because that was my truth. I was like, I was so committed over any anxiety attack, all of it. Like I knew that it mattered that I did that. Like it, it, was, a, it was a choice and you have that. Whoever's listening, like you have this so deeply and I believe it and just act, like take that moment and, and just do it because the world is waiting for you. Like the world is waiting for your specialized service to function as a greater economy. I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, because yeah, for me, it's me, me, it's environments, you know, my deepest fascination is space and just how we like our inner space reflects our outer space, you know, um, for me, it's, you know, it's, it's as simple as if we build, you know, five pubs, we get more drunks, but if we build five temples, we get a lot more worship, you know, and it's just that reflection of who we are and like how society is a direct, you know, correlation to like where we are inside is what's being manifested outside, you know? Um, and so looking at like economics it's, it's even more I, I really enjoy that because it's like you know the, the the in and out and the give and take and all that sort of stuff and like yeah literally seeing like yourself as being resourceful um really really potent so what's the thing that like excites you the most about where you're at right now like what's your favorite thing about your life right now Oh, my favorite thing is just the epic humans. Like literally there's epic humans everywhere. Like I'm like, where, how was I not having this in my life? <laughs> like people are like as so extraordinary. Like I met this human who is now at a grocery store, but she's using things to get organic milk from farms into major grocery stores. And she has this whole app, this whole process. I'm like, whoa, how did you think of this? Like, this is crazy. But like, it was like, so like, what? And then like, you have people like I had a, a person that she's doing new types of palm trees to help the air be cleaner. And like, so I'm like, what? Like, who even thinks of this? Like just the epic people that I'm like, whoa, so specialized, so cool. Now I get to see a tree or cement or like a table and be like, yo, some epic human consciously put this here. <laughs> Like that is wild. Like that's my favorite part about my life. It's like everything is like, you think it's like, oh, it's so whatever. And then you hear like, oh my, like uh, the oh my God moments. That is my favorite thing. Incredible. I love that. And you touched a little bit on technology there as well. So something that I'm really fascinated by is just the fact that it's like 2018 and it is such... It's just like the best time to be alive in my <laughs> like I just personally just for my fascination for with like some of my deepest values of wisdom and just seeing like you know these deep ancient Chinese cultures, Indian cultures, South American cultures, African cultures, all saying the same thing about presence, being here now, living your truth, be yourself. And everybody says the same thing. They've got yoga, they've got meditation, they've got, you know, body practices and you know, plants and herbs that support you to go where you need to go and do all these things. And just how like they're all 
it's like that awareness is so readily available because of the internet and the way things are like technology is just broken down all these barriers and obviously your work with technology. So how, like, how does, you know, how does this all like, what do you like, do you, do you see, like obviously technology has its challenges, um, but it also has many, many positives, right? Yeah. So I say truly, and I believe this, like we live in a world of impossibilities. Like if you're living in a world where everything's possible, please create another world. Like, please create an impossible world. And I really believe that. Like, technology makes everything impossible. Like, like you know what? Like, it's all possible. Like, if you're living in a possible, you're like, oh, my life is just possible. No, like, go push the limit and find a way to make it impossible because we're living in such a crazy time where I can be on a podcast across the world from you. Like, this is wild. And it, like, and activate people. Like, that is that's impossible, but it's not like, you know, you can <laughs> that's like, a, a, like five, I don't even know how many ways away and people get it instantly. Like mm. that's wild. And like, you can be like having water come out of fountains. Like, I don't even like, there's so many things that technology does like in sensors and, and like everything. Like, I, I just think like with technology, even if you're not good at it, like that's a belief, but figure out a way to use some technology to make your life seem impossible because that is the beauty, like Walt Disney, like, you know, like that is what I can say, like, and that's what I believe technology is for is it's just to keep making the impossible impossible, like possible. Like it's how far can we push it? How quickly can we push it? How much do the dreamers and the visionaries and the innovators like really believe that we can sit here and lift the vibration and allow people to give them the chance, the opportunity to live their truth. And that's the back to what I'm saying, the giving what are you doing in your life that's so natural to you to give? And then how are you using technology to elevate that? So that way you are empowering other people to start their vision, to start their truth. Because so many people don't think it's possible. And what are you doing to make the impossible possible for someone else with your gift? Awesome. Tell us what's your impossible. <laughs> yeah, the, this is, this, um, I don't say it very often, but I'll say it here. But uh, what I really see is there's a, there's a um, universal nation arising or digital nation of universal citizenship for transnational corporations and also for people that are in the online space of how that taxing will be done to really help the third world in developing actually get up and have an opportunity. So that's my impossible, but it's already possible. So I would say that we're looking now, like when I'm journaling and when I'm visioning, I'm looking at like what policies are being created. Um, what things can be gone at a different level, like how international relations work, history, culture, like you said, of what's important. And I'm, how far can you push that impossible way? <laughs> I love that. So there's, tra- there's a, was it travel that inspired your like passion for, you know, helping people that are in like different socioeconomic places? Yeah, I think that what the biggest thing is having cancer at a really young age and being in the States and seeing that conversation, um, that like what the dad said to the mom, that uh, really let me see um, how money and social economic issues can tran- can affect people. And there was something I did when I was at Michigan State. I actually raised, I think it was about $20,000 to help pay for family treatment because in the U.S. we don't have healthcare like normal. So yep. um, that was the first time I realized like life, like how that can happen. And I just truly believe we each have a gift and we can each give a percentage of something to make the impact that the world is waiting for us. Incredible. So I um I want to ask something a bit personal. So what go like what do you think it was specifically because I'm sure there are people that have struggled with um with 
let's just say cancer um, and other things, you know, um, mm-hmm. but they don't find themselves like down the track empowered um, as perhaps you do. So what do you think it was specifically about you um, that helped you sort of make the, I'm not saying the best of a situation, but remain empowered, um, you know, using like the awareness and the insight of what you went through to try and like go, okay, look, this is, you know, from this, I've learned this, 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 that, and the other, and this can become my gift to share with the world. What was it about you? that did? Yeah. That? So I'll share a story actually, because there's a moment, but um, I haven't shared this story ever before publicly, but I will share it here because it's super graceful. But there was a moment in time, there was two friends that I had that were going to pass from cancer. And there was the one girl and her and I were sitting in the room. She had leukemia. And we're sitting there in a moment in time. I would have been when I was 16 or 17. And she sat there to me and said, Colleen, the reason that you're making it over me is because you're, you're the one that's going to make a difference in the world. Like I would just have a family or do something. And I was like, how crazy is it to say that? That's not normal. Okay. To say that, like, no, that's, that's not normal. That's even formulated for that. And I remember I said like, how, like, that's not true. All the things. And I remember like all these moments in time when she, when she says that I haven't thought about this in a while, but, um, I think back to that moment in my life and I think back to people that are passing away or people that are in poverty that don't have the opportunity. And if you're sitting here to listen to this, like you have Wi-Fi, you have a computer to sit here and listen to this. Like the world is waiting for you. Like there's people that weren't able to make it and you were, and that enough in itself is such a gift. And there's not a day that it gets easier. Like when I I was just in Vegas. I had a, a guy actually come up to me and said, oh, did someone try to kill you or did you try to kill yourself? And I have an, a whole book on things that have been said to me, but it never gets easier. It's not like there's one moment that you don't feel like a ax go into your heart. Like you feel it, but you sit there and come back to reality and say, I matter at such a great level that the world is waiting for me. There's some human right now that gets to have this love because I'm here in a place where I can be in Vegas. I can be on a podcast where someone doesn't get that. And I get to be strong for that human. And there's not moments that you don't allow yourself to break down or feel the things, but you sit there in that deep commitment. Like I said, your deep commitment connectedness to your heart is more than to the illusion of fear. And that moment is what transforms it for me every single time. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. That was, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I'm almost, don't want to say what I want to say, but, uh, I have to share this, um, which is basically that my, um, the whole reason I do this podcast is, um, to try and help people align to their purpose. Um, so it's all about purpose. Um, but fundamentally for me, I'm driven by their health, you know, like for me, I actually just, I love health. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. And you know, through this journey of health, the thing that consistently came back was the biggest piece to your pie is your purpose. You know, like, yes, you can go to the gym for three hours a day, but if you're in that job that you absolutely cannot stand, you're just, you know, all that, all that amount of stress that you build up throughout the day and relieving the gym, you know, they're more than negating each other out, you know, but if you can live a life, you know, like maybe you're meant to just be a rock climber, you know, and you just really enjoy that physical aspect of it and the peace of mind you get from that, that's true health and vitality. Um, but that's really deep what you shared in terms of, you know, like the, you know, your, like your purpose actually guides you through your health. And it's if, you know, that's, that's really profound. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love that, you know, it's, um, it's about the, the calibration of like, 
I'm healthy because I'm here, you know, so there must be meaning, there must be purpose, you know, that's really awesome. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's really incredible. Um, so is there a message in your heart, just before we start weaving out, is there a message in your heart that you really want to share with the people that are listening to the Inspired Evolution at the moment? Yeah, I'm just going to be a line, but it's just really going to be just go be the most epic, conscious, badass human being that you are meant to be on this planet because, you know, your heart wants to be unleashed. The God and goddess, the queen or king, whatever human you are, like is waiting for you just to like, woo, radiate and like a rocket ship and come into this planet and like dance and be fun and be playful and like forget it all like forget the suffer forget the pain like just be the god and goddess that you are meant to be (laughs) (laughs) oh that is awesome thank you so much for sharing that and just in the vibes of thank you colleen thank you so much for your time here today i really really appreciate like you taking the time to to connect and have this chat with us and share your wisdom and share your deep profound inspirational story um but also not just that you know like all the moments in the past that you know you went through and did the work on yourself and kept showing up and you know carrying that vision carrying that dream carrying that belief and you know the awareness and the insight so thank you all the work that culminated to where you are today and obviously just uh, all the best for what's coming forward as well you know just wishing you all the best um and uh i have one last question um which is by no means my least question um beyond the name beyond the beyond the businesswoman beyond the survivor um who is colleen it's esoteric (laughs) Yeah, I would say that Colleen is just a crystallized heart that keeps reflecting the light that you see in yourself back to you. I love that. (laughs) A crystal mirror. (laughs) That's awesome. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor that you use your gifts to activate others in the world in this way, in this passion. And Truly an honor to expand the light in this way. May I ask for those that want to get in touch with Colleen, um, what's the easiest way and the best way to get in touch with you? Yep, I have uh, my website, www.colleengallagher.co. Facebook is slash colleen.gallagher111. Our Instagram is colleen underscore gallagher underscore. Awesome. Perfect. Um, Yeah, so get in touch, guys. And uh, yeah, thank you so much again, Colleen. Hey tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.